Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Stationary Freaks with myself, Rob Lambert, and of course... Uh, me, Helen Lizowski. That was a good intro there, Helen. You oh, ready yeah. for that, weren't you? I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long, hasn't it, since we uh, recorded one of these? Yeah, we, we have not covered ourselves in glory, Rob, I think is the truth of this, really. No, um, but we, we are starting to take it a bit more seriously, aren't we? We've realised yes. we've got thousands of listeners and huge, huge thank you to everybody who's downloaded the podcast. Um, it bewilders us still. Is that a word? Bewildered us? Bewilder is the right word, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you to everybody. And we're going to get a bit more serious, aren't we, Helen? We're going to hopefully schedule a few things and we've got some really exciting stuff coming for you. Absolutely. So, Helen, um, you remember we used to work together? We did. I do remember. Yeah, we've worked together for a long time, but the last time we actually worked together was about three years ago. It was. Pre-pandemic. Yeah, this was over in um, the south of England. I'm not going to say exactly where it was, but I live fairly near to where we used to work, and you didn't. You lived all the way over in the west country of, of the United Kingdom. And you had these three stationary boxes full of stuff that you used to use at work. Remember those? I do. I, I mean, to be fair... Just for people who don't live in the UK, it's a, like a four-hour trip to my house from where we were working. So it's not just that it was a bit inconvenient, Rob, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you asked me to look after these three boxes of stationery um, with the, I guess, the assumption that you'd get them back at some point. Well, you were keeping them safe because what we'd done was built these boxes so that when we had certain workshops or certain uh, learning or training sessions, we had all the kit in these boxes that we would need to run that session. And it was super brilliant. And I bought these three boxes. I mean, we took not these aren't small boxes, are they? They're quite big plastic boxes. I hope you've still got them now you've moved house, Rob. I, I have a confession to make. Um, they did move house with me and I discovered them in the shed the other day. And I have opened them and stolen all of your stationery. <laughs> well, that feels a little bit unkind. I wasn't even, you were even telling me after the event, no text to say, hey, is this it's okay, I'm stealing your pens. Well, I, think, I think there comes a point where, you know, two years in, well, is it mine? Is it hers? <laughs> it was mine, Rob. It was mine. But that said, um, to be honest, yeah, you. <laughs> I don't have a great deal of use for them now and I certainly don't have the space. So... I feel that maybe they've earned themselves uh, the rent or you've earned that in payment for the rent and keeping them. And, and I thank you very much indeed. There was about you know, 700 Sharpies in there, um, <laughs> at least 3,000 packs of post-it notes. Some dice, some dye, um, yeah. you know, some little stickers, some little tiddlywink type things. I don't ever I remember us using those. I remember the workshop, Rob. I'll send you the, the, the run sheet and you can run it yourself for me. That's fine. Sounds good to me. Um, but the good news is, Helen, is you'll actually get to see me stealing your stationery because I actually did a little video and I'm going to upload it to Instagram. That's cruel and unusual torture. I mean, you know, why would you do that? Uh, I was a bit bored the other day. So um, check us out on Instagram at stationaryfreaksuk is our Instagram handle. We're not particularly active over there, but we are, as part of our new plan, Helen, going to start using it a bit more, aren't we? I think this is a hell of a way to kick it off, Rob, if I'm honest. 100%. 100%. Stealing my co-host's stationery. That's, uh, I think, going to be the title of the film. So there you Excellent. go. Check it out. All right. Today, we're actually going to be talking about mind mapping and, you know, how we do this. I'm going to probably take a bit of a lead on this because mind mapping is a bit of a tool that I go to quite often. But before we jump into mind mapping, Helen, 
What's new in your stationary world? Well, <laughs> funny you should ask, Rob. I have just discovered a new use for a notebook. And you know we how much we like having a new excuse to open a new notebook. So I have recently decided to learn Arabic because, wow. uh, well, it's, I'm not hugely gifted with languages, but I do like to make an effort when I'm going away and uh, going on holiday. And I'm having my first holiday in some years um, to Egypt. So I'm learning some Arabic. And what I've realized is that my usual preference for a, a rollerball is not great for writing Arabic letters. And I'm not, I, I don't naturally write things down. I use one of these lovely apps that allows me to practice my speaking and practice my reading, but I don't practice my writing. So I have got a new notebook and a nice brush pen to help me practice my Arabic letters. But I might need to find a YouTube video as well, because I'm fairly sure that I won't be writing them correctly. <laughs> That is awesome. That's a, a great use of obviously time, energy, attention, but notebooks and brush pens. We know you like your brush pens. I just love my pens. And a brush pen, well, how wonderful is it to find something other than artistic use for a brush pen? You know, you, I do use it for calligraphy in my bullet journal, which I know you warmly applaud, Rob. But um, yeah, for, for these Arabic letters, they're really artistic, they're really pictorial. And I absolutely loving the prettiness of the letters. Uh, or the, they're not really letters, I suppose. But they're very beautiful, so I want to uh, practice and get get competent with writing. You don't need any excuse for a new notebook. <laughs> Not, none whatsoever. In fact, I bought a new uh, planner notebook, ah. an A4 brown covered thing of beauty actually and it was does it need stickers rob i'm not sure that it came with stickers from the sound of it no no stickers um no stickers at all but um i'm, I'm cool with that because this is a, an academic planner so it runs i think that's what july to july versus yeah. um january to december it's beautiful and uh, the paper's good the ink on it is just flows well it doesn't bleed through it's oh. got everything i need in it to the point where everybody who's seen it has been like wow, I want one of those. Where'd you get it from? So we'll include a link in the show notes. Like I say, I think it was about eight quid off Amazon. Oh, really? And, it sounds um, proper classy. And, you know, yeah, that sounds it, like quite a bargain. Yeah, it makes me look sophisticated, which is... Um, which That's is, quite an achievement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I need all the help that I can get, really. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump into the topic in a minute, but we've got some exciting news, haven't we, Helen? Because we have launched the Stationery Freaks newsletter now, you'll find a link to this in the show notes and also on our website, stationaryfreaks.com. And the newsletter is a sort of every fortnight, we're going to be sharing some really cool stuff that we've bought, some things that we found on the internet, and maybe a little bit of advice dropped in here and there as well. So please do subscribe to that. It complements this podcast extremely well. And we look forward to engaging with you in a different platform. Yeah. Exciting times, Helen. And pictures and, and writing, which we both actually really enjoy because, you know, it's very stationary friendly, that kind of activity. 100%. And before we jump into the mind map, actually, the writing piece got me a little bit interested there. We've got a special writing month, haven't we, coming up soon, Helen? Yeah. So um, I join a community called NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. And throughout the idea is throughout the month of November, you do a little bit of writing every day. And when a little bit, it's quite a lot. It's, I think you need to write something like 1,500, 1,700 words a day. And the idea is you don't worry necessarily about quality or editing. It's about getting your ideas out and getting stuff on paper. And it's got a massive following internationally. Um, and I'm signing up again this month. Uh, 
I usually sign up, do three days and get distracted. Um, but, you know, God loves a trier apparently and I'm going to have another, give it another go. I'm quite excited about this. Excellent. Sounds good. So, Helen, mind maps. Mind maps. Yes. Now, this might help me with my plotting, Rob, which I'm not very good at. It could do. Do you use mind maps very often? Kind of do. So I like uh, the kind of mind map that is takes place with post-its on a wall. So mm. I love to gather those kind of, you know, kind of ideas, write them down in short form, which is, I'm guessing, what a mind map does. And then I like to collect them together until I start to see the story arcs form. So that's kind of, I mean, I, I don't just mean story arcs from a NaNoWriMo point of view, but actually from a telling a story point of view, which is usually the reason that I'm creating a mind map. I'm trying to write a piece or create a workshop or something. That sounds good. Do you know, do you know when I first encountered mind maps? Go on. It was a, a duck racing competition in uh, Olsford here in Hampshire. Oh, is that yeah. a thing? I mean, really? It is. I, you know, we went along, this was oh, many years ago, and uh, we went along to this duck racing competition, and I was sort of thoroughly expecting it to be real ducks, you know, <laughs> maybe with like, you know, little racing stripes and little jockeys on them and stuff. But um, it turns out that it was actually rubber ducks. So it was actually highly entertaining, you know, a thousand rubber ducks all floating down this river, and they've all got different numbers, and obviously the winner is the winner. And the, the strange thing was I was sat next to this guy and I just got talking to him. I'm a friendly sort of person. And he told me that he sold mind mapping software and I'd never heard of mind mapping. This was I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And I was intrigued. So I downloaded his, his software, thought I'll give the free trial a go. And I've been hooked since. They're my go-to kind of, I guess, visual note-taking and idea generation tool. Ah. But I've stopped using digital, so I'm very, very much analog. In fact, yeah. right in front of me here, I have my Moleskin A5 notebook, <laughs> which is the only book I use to do mind mapping. That's what that book is for. I use mind maps for a number of reasons, and we'll, we'll cover those in a minute. First off, what is a mind map? So a mind map is really sort of a visual tool to connect seemingly disparate things together or seemingly obvious things together in a sort of very visual way. There's about six or seven main types of mind maps, and maybe we'll cover those in a minute. But the key thing is, and this is the sort of almost like a caveat that I always use, is um, when we were working together, actually, Helen, in a company about seven or eight years ago, there was one guy who used mind maps for everything, and he would draw them up on the whiteboards, and he would expect other people to understand his mind map. Have you oh. ever seen that? Yes. The reality is, is that a mind map is, for me, a very personal thing. Yeah. It's a representation of my mind. And as such, be cautious if you think that other people will understand your mind map and be able to read it. Don't use it as a communication tool, basically. No, no, it's an idea and thought organizing tool, I guess, isn't it? That's how I've 100%. used it. 100%. And the one that most people are familiar with is, is what we would call a classic spider diagram or a spider map. This is the one where you have that sort of central idea in the middle and you draw lines off and other circles or boxes or whatever from that. And obviously each one of these lines that you draw off can have multiple lines off that as well till you end up with a, what well, can be a very complex looking picture. And it's just a way of getting things out of your head, combining different ideas together. Now, the power of some of the digital tools is you could actually draw a line and connect them and you can move stuff around. A lot harder to do on paper. But for me, this is the sort of de facto spider map. And Helen, you were talking about your writing. Yeah. 
this is exactly the mind map that I use when I'm writing a book, writing a post, putting a newsletter together. It's, you know, how do you think that would work with you? Well, it's funny you should ask. I don't, I don't know. I think I might work quite nicely. That's what I was saying. I might have give it a go first sort of plotting this time because I've been rubbish at that in the past. But you mentioning your uh, moleskin for writing just threw me back to a conversation I had with a, um, a lady. She's a contractor. She works for me at the moment, but she's a published author. She's off to a uh, to do NaNoWriMo this year. And she was telling me the reason I found that out because she was telling me she'd got this lovely moleskin and you had to have just the right moleskin and just the right pen. And I said, have I got the podcast for you, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And it was, she, you know, another moleskin fan. I'm not, as you know, but I know you love them, don't you? I do, yeah. They, they, they seem to have just got almost all of it right, except for the price. <laughs> I mean, let's face <laughs> it, um, it's, it's usually a Christmas present for me or some sort of, you know, deep investment. And the problem with that is that you don't want to use it. You, no. you know, my handwriting's shocking. And I always have this sort of, what we talk about on this podcast is this potential that stationery can help you try to realize. And I look at an empty moleskin notebook and it's like, this is full of potential or, or it could be. And then I start writing in it and I've just, I ruin it. The first page, I'm like, oh God, my writing's awful. It just looks a mess. <laughs> We've done a podcast about exactly this, yeah, that potentiality of, of all the things it could be and right until when you commit. Definitely for the mind mapping though, the, the moleskin, the A5 size sort of suits it really well. There's enough real estate to do a fairly you know comprehensive mind map, um, but it's not too big that you don't want to carry it around with you. So that's what I use. I always use a mechanical pencil just so that I can rub stuff out and I just like the feel of a mechanical pencil. Pencil on paper is really lovely, isn't it? That really it velvety is. smoothness. Uh, yeah, I love definitely. It. I absolutely love pencil on paper. But I think I, I included it in the newsletter last week's one that went out, the first one, was that I left this mechanical pencil out in the living room and the boys had been playing with it. And they clicked the lead out so far that it was about the same length as a pencil. <laughs> yeah. Such a kid's thing to do. I know. I, I gave them some feedback about that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I can so, hear them rolling their eyes from here, Rob, yeah. That's it, that's it, absolutely. Talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. Can I just ask you again about, so going back to the MyMat, when you fill your page of A5 or if you go out on a particular, I don't know, spider leg, is that what you'd call it? Yeah, you could call it that, yeah. If you go out on one of those and then you want more space and you've run out of paper, what do you do? So like a little asterisk and please turn over kind of thing? Or what do you? how are you, and do you take the pages out and stick them on the, what? how does that all work? That's a good question. Um, so if I run out of room in, in the paper one, tough, you know, like you say, asterisks, please turn over and I just continue the line on the next page. <laughs> um, digital one's obviously pretty much endless. You yeah, know, you've yeah, got yeah. A, a giant canvas and you can just move stuff around, which you obviously can't do on paper. Depending on the, the topic. So if I'm looking to write a book, for example, I might do an initial mind map, which is going to be on one sheet of this, this uh, moleskin. But I know all I'm going to do on that mind map is outline broadly the maybe the 10 to 20 chapters or whatever's going to be in it. I'm not going to get yeah. into the detail. For each one of those, I might then have another subsequent mind map, which is let's break that chapter out and then that'll be on a new page. If I'm going to be sat in a one-hour lecture at a, a conference or something, I know it's not going to be a huge amount of information coming at me in an hour, so that'll fit on a page. So oh, okay. I'm also using mind maps as my new learning management system and that I have a big notebook, an A3 notebook, and each topic is quite big and quite dense. So I write a little bit smaller, 
make sure that I'm, you know, using the real real estate as best I can. But it's a bigger A3 sheet, and each one of those sheets is essentially a sort of mini topic in itself. But if you run out of room, yeah, you've got to get creative stickers. Um, <laughs> you, I love of, a sticker. <laughs> that's it, a little bit of tape, you know, different colored post-its, uh, you know, bringing them all together. Oh, now I know you're mocking me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no tape. Okay, so we've covered spider maps. That's the most classic one. Idea in the middle, loads of different legs out. You could do flow maps, you know, one box moving to the next in a series of flows. You know, they're kind of um, useful and helpful. And um, one of the ones that's often uh, quite, you know, used often is this sort of fishtail. Have you seen the fish diagram? I've seen it for other purposes. So I'm intrigued to know how, so we do a, you know, a five wise kind of idea, this idea of drilling down into a problem. I mean, is that the same kind of, I suppose, it potentially is the same? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they call it a fishbone diagram, and it, it represents, it looks a little bit like a fish, you know, from left oh, to right, yeah. usually, or right to left, whatever. And you've got a sort of arrow leading you in that direction, and then you've got basically a horizontal line, and then diagonal vertical lines coming off it, similar to sort of like you would draw a fish. And they can be quite helpful. They can be kind of useful. Most mind mapping tools have that as a sort of default option as well. Um, there's dialogue maps, system maps, there's all sorts of cool stuff. I'll actually include a link in the show notes to all those different types of maps. But I just want to make the point that you can use a mind map for almost anything. So we were talking today about you putting together maybe the outline of a book. Yeah. You can use it to capture notes. You can get, you know, just a brain dump, just get stuff out of your head. I've seen people use mind maps for journaling. I've seen people use mind maps to actually represent, you know, system flows at work. So actual process diagrams. I've seen people use them for all sorts of cool and clever ideas, mapping out their goals, mapping out their finances, you name it. Yeah. What I found is I only ever use a mind map for two things. One, my learning management system. And then number two is just breaking down ideas. I don't use it for note taking. Yeah, no. So I, when I have used... A mind map and it probably is and I am just doing it in big scale on a wall with post-it notes but it yeah. definitely sounds like your spider diagram thing and when I've used it it has been literally to get all the ideas out of my head and to kind of wrestle them into some kind of order because I don't know where they join up um, so that and it works really really well for me Okay, well, that was a little primer on mind maps. We didn't go into too much detail there, but do let us know in the comments if you'd like us to jump into any of these different types of mind maps and we can jump in and, you know, walk through some different examples. But hopefully that's enough to get you going. Great tool. And of course, you're going to need some cool stationery for this. And if you're doing NaNoWriMo this year, maybe you start your plotting with a mind map. And good luck with it, by the way, too. Yes, and, and good luck with yours, Helen. Yeah, good luck with your trying to get past uh, day three. Day three, yes. I'm at a wedding at day four, so it's not looking promising. <laughs> oh, genius. Well, that's it for us today. Um, we'll be back again with another podcast and some good old stationary discussions. Um, yes. Anything you want to have, add to that, Helen, before we close out? Still bullet journaling. I'm still uh, finding new and interesting uses for uh, notebooks um, and yes I was I had a little bit of a flurry I suppose I should say with trying out a fine liner because you'll all know I'm an inkjet uh, inkjet that's a printer uh, an inkjoy <laughs> kind of girl I know right <laughs> um, and, and I'm yeah I had a go with fine liners and I got quite into them but when it came to buying another one I went and bought a rollerball so you know it's not the same 
Oh, there you go. So I was in Sainsbury's, and I, you know, you know my love for Sainsbury's and their stationery selection. Their stationery selection is quite good, I've heard. It is. It was, it's Habitat. There's a lot of Habitat type stuff in there, so it's quite well designed. And I picked up these uh, sort of three Habitat notebooks, you know, bound together with a nice little paper holder and a weekly planner. And great. Love it. Really, really good quality stationery. What I will say is try to see past, at least in our local Sainsbury's, try to see past the absolute carnage of the way it's put together. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like in a supermarket, yeah. they tidy up all of the alcohol. They do what we call face up. I used to work in a, a supermarket, facing up all of the shelves. And it seems everything apart from the stationary section it is disastrous. But if you dig through the mess, there's usually some pretty good stuff in there. So big shout out to them, actually, because it's good yeah. quality. And while you're talking about that, I'll just add on the end that um, HomeSense, which is part of Tico Max, has their stationery section is ridiculously uh, well stocked. You can't go in looking for something specific, but you can often find real gems <laughs> in there. Moleskin occasionally, Rob, just saying. Yeah, we were in there actually the other week having a look and obviously the kids went off and uh, looked at clothes and stuff and I gravitated to the stationery aisle. So, um, <laughs> As do I. <laughs> it's funny. It was uh, actually quite busy. Loads of other stationery freaks. Um, yeah. Maybe we should get some business cards printed, Helen. What do you reckon? Or t-shirts, Rob. T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, t-shirts. Definitely. I can add that with my brown planner and I will look extremely stylish and sophisticated. <laughs> I think we should probably leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. On that note, hope you've enjoyed it. Please do join us over on Instagram and that's Stationary Freaks UK. Or please as well, join us on the newsletter. We'd be um, very, very over the moon if you'd happy to join us over there. And of course, we do aim to get a lot more podcasts to you. We've been very, very poor this year. We've only done one actually this year, Helen. We did. Um, this is our second one. So fingers crossed we're going to get you some more. Um, certainly by the end of the year, hopefully a couple more. And then next year. We're aiming to get you this goodness on a more frequent basis. We have a plan. We open the studio book specially. Indeed, indeed. And with that, I just want to say thank you very much. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, Helen. Bye, Rob. Bye-bye.